Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. Recently, our design firm tackled a service project. It's been one of our goals to give back to the community. And we just completed our very first one. Today, we are breaking down our refugee service project, what it entailed, all the issues we ran into, and the finished product. Hey guys, I'm jumping in for a minute to tell you about today's sponsor, Stag Design. Stag Design gives you beautiful products you can mix and match effortlessly to create your perfect home. Use the code Heart of the Home for $10 off your next purchase. At Stag Design, we believe home is what we make it. You can find us at stagdesignshop.com. That's Stag with two G's. Welcome to Heart of the Home Podcast. I'm Jennifer Stagg and... And I'm John Stagg. John's in studio today. Hello, Mr. Stagg. Hello. It's a rare treat when you get to stop over here. Oh, thanks. Mostly because it's really hard to line up our schedules <laughs> when we have childcare to record a podcast episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's there just are not very many windows in the day when it's just you and me. That's true. Unless Other than like late at night. When we're both sitting up in bed with our laptops trying to work. Falling together, asleep but, with our laptops open. Yeah, let's be honest. We're mostly <laughs> half asleep and not being super productive. But We try. Okay. Today we are talking about the refugee pro- project that we just completed. Yeah. Okay, so first let's just talk about how this project came to be. Our firm, we really wanted to find a way to give back to the community. And one of our team members had an idea to tie it in with World Refugee Day, which is this week, the week that we're recording this episode. So uh, she had some really good contacts with um, some uh, missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who dealt directly with refugees in Salt Lake City and uh, asked them if they knew of any families that could really use a boost and that a home redesign would impact their lives greatly. And she presented us with the Magar family. So what do you think about this project? What did you think when I... <laughs> you're not saying anything. You're just nodding a you're lot. You're giving the intro. I'm okay. Give the intro. What did you think when I came to you with your, this proposal? You know, I'm. it's one of those things where with... As crazy busy as we are with everything we're trying to do, um, you don't necessarily think we should set aside time to serve. And so it what it hadn't been on my mind that we would take on a big project because we have so many other projects we're trying to do. But I'm really glad that you had this idea um, and that we took the time out to do this because there's never an easy time. There's never the perfect time to serve. So you kind of just have to prioritize it. And it ended up being a really positive, good experience for our company, for our team. And I think just for all of us individually to to feel like we're giving back and using the skills that we have to benefit someone else in a real mean, a really meaningful way. Even though it wasn't on your radar, you're never one to turn down an opportunity to serve, which is what I really, one of the things I really appreciate you about oh, you, honey. Thanks. So, <laughs> so this project... So this family, let's break them down a little bit. So we've got um, dad who works 
his name's Karen, and he works uh, overnight shifts, graveyard shifts at the airport, the Salt Lake City Airport, working janitorial work. Then we have mom. Her name's Champa, and she is full-time caregiver to two kids, Alex, who's seven years old, six or seven years old, and he is severely disabled. He has, um, he's severely autistic. He has cerebral palsy. Um, he's nonverbal. He eats through a feeding tube. I mean, these are not, these are not small, easy, not, not that any disability is easy to deal with, but these are real challenges for this family. Right. Um, and Champa is not a tall She's girl. tiny. She's pretty petite. And her seven-year-old son is almost, he's not the same size as her, but he's getting there quick <laughs> I mean, and he's and strong. And he's strong. Right. And then we've got uh, four-year-old Alicia. Alicia is so, so adorable. Cute. Like I, um, okay. So the, the issues that we run into in their house. So Chomp is alone all day with these two children taking care of them. And um, they didn't have a laundry system set up. They didn't have a washer. They didn't have a dryer. They don't have a stroller for Alex. He can walk, but it's more like, how do you describe him walking? It is like a bull running through a china shop at full force all the time. He has very little body control. And so he just runs and wobbles and he's very hard to control. And so it's hard to keep him safe. mm -hmm. So he doesn't hurt himself. Right. And, and maybe maybe be helpful to talk about also where they come from, their background. Oh, and right. I think that's relevant too. Yes. Yes. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. So they, Champa is originally from Burma and her family moved to Nepal. They escaped political struggles in Burma and fled to Nepal when she was a child and spent 20 years in a refugee camp in Nepal. Yeah, there's a very large... A refugee camp in Nepal for Burmese refugees. Um, and we've actually known about this because we lived in another area here in Utah where there were a lot of um, Burmese refugees who lived in Nepal for a long time. And so it's a really tragic, tragic situation where people are living literally in tents for a very long time. For year, 20 years. I mean, I can't, I literally cannot wrap my head around that. Living in a tent for 20 years with no things like refrigeration or, you know, plumbing or a comfortable bed or a way to clean your... I mean, it's just like like the issues just go on and on and on. And I would guess that Champa's maybe in her mid-20s, maybe late 20s. I, we actually don't know her age, but um, it's... The bottom line is the great majority of her life was spent in a camp. Mm-hmm. And I think the same is true of Kieran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they um, have only been in the U.S. for a few years. And I mean, all things considered, I think they're doing pretty well. Yeah. But they have a lot of issues. So when you think about raising a child with special needs, I can't imagine the stress and um, trials daily and how exhausting it would be for us. Yeah, it makes me feel bad about the times in Costco where I have three girls and I'm like super upset and stressed out because my three beautiful, able-bodied 
girls are not acting perfectly in Costco, <laughs> right? It puts things in perspective for Real you. Real fast. Yeah. yeah. So I, the mental and physical exhaustion that she goes through on a daily basis trying to care for this child um, who is beautiful, but he is so, he is just all consuming, right? Mm, yeah. So not only is that a real child, but then you think she has no support system. I mean, you come to a country that is completely different and you don't even know that resources exist or how to get the, or get how to, to them. get them or yep. like no one in your universe has an understanding of like a Shriners hospital or a, you know, the school system. Like it's just, I mean, the issues we could go on and on and on with all of the things that we've thought about just ways to improve their lives. So the big one of the bigger issues, I think, is that they didn't have a washer and dryer, which you're like, well, just go to the laundromat. Well, that's what she's doing. But the laundromat was blocks and blocks away. Mm-hmm. And she had to cart her laundry and her four-year-old and her seven-year-old, who is extremely challenging to control. And I get stressed out with, again, my... My daughter's anywhere near a busy road. It really stresses me out when I have to walk with them because I'm worried about them darting off and getting hit by a car. I can only imagine how stressful it would be for her to try and keep her kids safe walking to the laundromat. So, yeah, it seems like a small thing, but not only did is it stressful when she has to do that, she has to do that all the time, and she has to spend a lot of time at the laundromat washing her clothes. So that eats into a huge portion of her week, really. Mm -hmm. Just that one thing. And physically exhausting. (laughs) Trying to carry all that laundry back and forth, back and forth with their kid. Anyway. And she was living in an apartment with hookups for washer and dryer. I know. (laughs) It was like such a shame. So that was like, we were like, okay, we have to get them a washer and dryer. Like that was priority number one, because if we did nothing else, that would have a huge impact, positive impact on their daily life. Right. So the other issues with the apartment, um, it's very humble. It's two bedrooms, one bathroom, very small kitchen, very small dining area, um, and then this little nook for washer and dryer hookups. And that's pretty much it. Thankfully, it was on the ground level. Can you imagine if we <laughs> do this project on one of the upper levels? But on the ground level... And I think because they have so little when they're given something or they're able to find something at, you know, a thrift store or something like that, that they can finally afford, they don't really know what to do with it. And so they just kind of put it all in their house, right? So everything was very, you know, nothing really worked in the room. Like it wasn't like, you know, when you have a a house and you're like, oh, this size sofa will fit right here. No, no, no. This is like (laughs) whatever furniture we can find, at least we have furniture. And it was just kind of all thrown together randomly, haphazardly in this apartment. Um, The kids' room was heartbreaking because they had two beds because the kids share a room. They had a full-size bed and a twin-size bed and a dresser and just nowhere for the kids to get down and play. So there was literally nowhere in this house for the kids to play. So what ended up happening is that they spent a lot of time laying on their beds. And that was like particularly 
that was a design challenge that I really put a lot of thought into because that was a, a problem. I'm like, we need to fix this because these children, especially where she can't take Alex out in public a lot, they spend a lot of time at home. And I thought, oh, they need somewhere to get down on the ground and play with toys and stretch out and explore and learn. And, and as a mom, that one, was, that one was hard for me. I really wanted to tackle that. Okay, we've talked about a lot of issues here. Mm. Let's talk about um, sort of next steps and how we rounded up donations. Yeah. So, you know, it always starts with a good plan. So I think we made a listing of everything, and really Jen and team led on this, made a listing of everything that we would need for the project. And Jen reached out to followers and other contacts and just started asking for any donations, anyone who could make either cash donations or donate items on the list. And we just started using our network. And I think that's one of the things that another contrast between people who live in a place like we have our whole lives and have built a network of people that we know, businesses that we frequent. Um, We know a lot of people here in Utah and um, we have a lot of resources because of that. Not only do we know where to get things, but we know people who can help us get things. Who are willing to help donate things and give money. And and participate in a project like this. And I was really humbled and grateful for all the people in our lives who were stepped up and who were willing to help out. Eager. Eager to help Mm -hmm. and more than willing to, even if it was a little thing, but you combine little things from, you know, a lot of different people in a lot of different areas. You can do quite a lot with that. And so, um, and contrast that with someone who's a refugee who comes in, like Jen said, with no support system, without knowledge of the area or without knowing a lot of people, they have almost no resources to draw on. And no clue that those even, those resources even exist. Right. Right. Um, so we, we, I put together basically a plan for each space. Um, for the family room, our goal was to replace all of the furniture, um, new rugs, new furnishings, redesign the room so it was much more functional for them, and really clean it really well, and then paint it and get new light fixtures. That was our plan for the family room. Seemed pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably the most straightforward room. Um, in the kids' room, I really put a lot of thought into the layout because it was a very small space. And, and originally, I thought, bunk beds. Let's do bunk beds. But Alex can't do bunk beds because he they were so concerned about him climbing up to the top and then falling off and injuring himself. So I was like, well, what are we going to do if we can't do bunk beds? Because we cannot have two beds in there. There's not enough room. And I was like, trundle. So I thought of a day bed with a trundle underneath. The mattress would just roll underneath when they weren't sleeping, and then it would open up the room for them to have a space to play. And then when they were sleeping, they could just roll the trundle out. And so we amazingly had ex-NFL star Merrill Hodge. He donated the funds for the new bed. And then R.C. Willie was able to give us a discount on the bed so that we could afford it within our budget. And there were just so many circumstances like that, that, that people really came together to, to give us the funds and the items that we needed. So the kids' room then had a play area. It, we reused their dresser. We put down new rug, new furnishings. We got a 
chair, a canopy chair that hangs from the ceiling for Alex that is made for children with, with autism. It, it helps them calm down and, and makes them feel secure. Um, I got some toys specifically geared toward Alex and then also Alicia. We wanted her to, to have fun and, and feel, you know, the reality was her toys were pretty bad before and we had to throw a lot of them away and so we ended up getting her new toys we had to throw a lot of things away a lot more than we expected a lot more so than we expected we could start talking about what we ran we're into. gonna get to that <laughs> okay. we're gonna get to that in the dining and kitchen area um we really didn't do much in the kitchen but the dining area we wanted to give them a fresh new dining table um new light fixture and then washer and dryer was sort of the big bang we really wanted to give them a washer and dryer. So we started reaching out to our contacts. Walker Edison was our biggest sponsor, mm-hmm. I think. Definitely. Um, they are unbelievable and they were so generous. And um, I reached out to the owner and he said, his name's Brad. And I said, you know, we're doing this project. We have, you guys have some items. Your company makes some items that I think would work. And, and would you be willing to donate any of these items? And he said, sure, go to our website. Let me know what items you're thinking. And I'm thinking I'm going to send the list over to him and he'll pick like one or two. And I made it clear in the email, like, I'm not expecting you to donate all of these items. These are just the items that would work within the space. Why don't you check your inventory and see what you're able to do? They came back and said, yes, here, come pick it up. They All donated every single item. So they donated so awesome. a coffee table, a new entertainment center, a big mirror, a um, new dining table for the family, and this mudroom, like sort of bench storage piece. Yeah. Um, and just blew us away. Yeah. And their products are perfect for a project like this. Perfect. They're, they're great for apartments and... Tight mm-hmm. spaces. It's re- really perfect for this project, and so awesome that they were willing to donate. Yes, and it's beautiful, so beautiful. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the issues because we had Intellibed, who was so wonderful, and they donated new a new mattress. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, we thought we only need one new mattress for the for the trundle, and then we were going to reuse one of the twin mattresses that they already had. And then we weren't planning on even touching the the master bedroom. That just wasn't our main priority. So um, we got in there on day one and started cleaning it out. And... Bed bugs. Bed bugs. <laughs> I've never seen bed bugs before. And Oh, I have now. <laughs> We've seen a lot of things we haven't seen before. <laughs> yep, yep. So we got in there and we had some volunteers who were helping us clear all the furniture out and create a sort of a, a fresh slate. We wanted a clean slate. Yeah. Um, and they started moving things and they immediately came to me and said, we have a huge problem. We have, it's a bed bug infestation. Yeah. And, and, just to pause for a second, you think about that. Okay, we've we've prepared for this day. We had to get it all done in essentially a day and a half. And mm-hmm. It was a ton of work, and we did our best <laughs> to prepare for it, but we knew it would be a, just a crazy couple of days. And we're thinking, well, we've done crazy projects a lot, so we'll roll with it and you know stay up late if we have to, and we'll get this done. And then bed bugs. It's like, oh, uh, how do we deal with that? Because on top of everything else we're trying to do in this short time frame, because we can't just put all this new, beautiful furniture, a lot of it upholstered into a space and then have it immediately infested with bed bugs. Right, right. So um, 
And it wasn't on our budget. I mean, we had really stretched. We had stretched every dollar of our budget. Oh my gosh, stretched every dollar with the budget. And so what I had to do then was we had to make a decision. We have to throw away all the beds. We can't keep even one of them. And the couch and And the headboard headboard and anything upholstered. I mean, we were planning on throwing out the couch anyway, so that wasn't that big of a deal. But literally everything had to go. Yeah. And... um. And then we had to pay for a pesticide technician to come in, an exterminator mm-hmm. to come in and do a treatment for bed bugs and cockroaches. Oh, yeah. Cockroaches, lots of them in the kitchen. So many cockroaches. Yeah. I've never seen so many cockroaches in my whole life. You know, I, I, I didn't really know what to do because we were like, well, there's no choice. Like, we have to do it. And so I made a plea on social media and hundreds of dollars of donations came in. Yeah. It was so touching because I just said, look, we've run into an issue. There are bed bugs. We really need help. And you guys just rose to the occasion. And it just, you know, it's just humbling that there are that many people that can look outside of themselves and their everyday needs and and help us tackle this project. So Absolutely. So, (laughs) all knew everything. It was crazy. And then we called IntelliBed back and we were kind of desperate. And we said, do you think you could donate one more mattress? And they were like, yes, absolutely. So, they donated a new queen mattress. And so, then we only had to buy one twin. And only because the the IntelliBed didn't have the right size. I think they would have donated that one too. Yeah, yeah. They would have donated it. But their twin is what's called a twin XL. And so um, it's just a couple inches too long or too wide for the trundle. So we needed just a basic small twin mattress that could go in the trundle and slide underneath. So uh, we went to Costco or, well, we hit a couple different places, but we finally found a mattress that fits those needs. Yeah, it was Um, an unusual size, so it took a little mm -hmm. work. We... John <laughs> stayed up into the wee hours of the morning on Friday, <laughs> painting everything and making sure that that everything was ready to roll. And then once we were able to clear everything out, clean the whole place really thoroughly, paint it, get a fresh new palette, it was go time on Saturday. Well, mm-hmm. the exterminator sucked up some of our time. We yeah. had to have an extermination treatment that took up about an hour and a half, two hours that we weren't really planning on. But then once we got in there, we just started moving yep. and cleaning. Why don't you talk about the process a little bit? Yeah, so cleaning as a first step, um, we started using their vacuum and realized their vacuum <laughs> was turning and it sounded like it was doing a lot, but it just didn't seem like it was actually sucking up anything. It was totally broken. And we looked at it and the brush wasn't turning at all because there was no belt. It wasn't that the belt was broken, there just wasn't a belt. To turn the brush. and how long have they been living with? But again, Who it's knows? like they don't even know. Like, what's a vacuum? This is what a vacuum we, is we like. Don't, we don't know exactly their background, but it it appear, appeared to us that they just didn't know that the vacuum wasn't working. They had no <laughs> so, clue. So we went and bought a new vacuum, another unexpected <laughs> item, um, and then really thoroughly cleaned the carpets and everything. So um, you got to start with that. You know, well, first we painted because that creates more mess and then put everything back, vacuumed everything, cleaned everything thoroughly and then just started, you know, layering on and putting things back together. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
It was not nearly as fast as a normal install. I don't know why. I mean, I know well, it was why. construction and cleaning and it install. was just a lot. It was it <laughs> just it just was a lot. Um, and we had some really great people that came and helped us. All of our team members from Stag Design came out and helped. And then, um, you know, this was really heartwarming. We had another refugee that had yeah. benefited from a project like this several Solomon. years before. His name was Solomon, and he was from Ghana, I believe. Um, and he just was there because he knew the impact that a project like this had had on his life. And he and stayed so, for a long time and had the best attitude, was just oh, yeah. so happy to be there and helping. And Oh, he was a gem. was such a stud. Yes. So Strong we, dude, too, which was good because we had to lift <laughs> some heavy stuff. We had to lift some heavy stuff. <laughs> so once we got all the heavy pieces in place, it was just kind of putting the icing on the cake. We washed all their bedding and put their in beds their together in their new washer and dryer. I mean, that was like so satisfying to be able to wash their sheets in their washer and dryer and get everything all set up for them. And when we finally revealed it to them, they were really emotional. They were really emotional. And which made me really emotional. <laughs> um, because she just kept saying, we could never we could never afford this. Like we've never seen this before. And the, and Kieran, the pride on Kieran's face when, even when he just sat down in the chair and he was like, this is a nice chair. Like <laughs> the, just the appreciation of like, you know, and pride of home yeah. and little Alicia just got right to work playing with all those toys and she insisted I sit down for her tea party. I mean, this was like <laughs> late at night and she yeah, was like, was pretty late. <laughs> no, you sit, you sit. And I'm like, okay. So I sit down and then I tried to get up and do something. She was like, no, no, you sit. We're having tea. We're you doing sit. this right yes, now. Yes, we're doing this right now. <laughs> it is time for a tea party. Um, it just was so rewarding. It was really, yeah. really rewarding to see. And, you know, I... um our big ribbon cutting is this week on the week that we're recording this, um, our big ribbon cutting where we are really digging, do talking about the project. And we have a few more surprises in store for the family where I guess I can talk about them because this is going to air after the reveal, but we're going to give them a special needs stroller, which your donations helped uh, raise the money for that. It was expensive and it was hard to find. That's another one that felt like it was outside of the scope of, a design firm, like we were focusing on furnishings and things like that. But we talked about, you know, we don't want this to be pretty painted walls and nice little accessories. That's not really going to impact their lives nearly as much as some other things. We do believe that furnishings have a positive impact on someone's life. And, but we also wanted to make sure that the fundamental needs were met too. If, if we could help with those, like the washer and dryer, the special needs stroller. So we wanted to expand the scope a little bit. This wasn't just about making it pretty. This was about changing their lives. Right. Yeah. Um, we just, if we really wanted to impact their lives, then then we had to do it the right way. Right. And it's not always easy to do things the right way. Um, we could have cut a lot of corners. Yeah. We could have just put in new furniture and said, you know what? Bed bugs aren't our problem or the cockroaches aren't our problem. And um, this is what we can do. And you know, but we really wanted to set them up in the very best situation for success that we could. Yep. And we also, <laughs> this one, this one was sad, but Alicia had a little play kitchen 
that was like her only toy. She had that and a little a little um, plastic dollhouse. Both of them were plastic. Both of them had clearly come from a thrift store or a garage sale or something like that. And they were broken pieces, jagged plastic, really, really, really dirty. Um, and we had to throw them away. I mean, we, we could not keep them in the house. We had to throw them away. And she was so excited about the new toys that I got her, but she really missed her play kitchen, <laughs> right? So she said to me, where's, where's my play kitchen? And I said, oh, we, we had to throw it away. But, but look, you, you have this. And she's like, yeah, this is mine and this is mine, but where's my play kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> so she just couldn't get past the play kitchen. So um, I sent a text to a bunch of my girlfriends and I said, does anyone have a, a play kitchen that they're you know, going to get rid of or whatever? And I had a girlfriend say, I am buying the new play kitchen. Go get it. Go tell me, go get the new play kitchen. Go get the toys that you want for it and the play food and everything and just send me the receipt. I mean, people are just like the bomb. So amazing. Yeah. So amazing. So we're going to give them a special needs stroller. We're going to give them the play kitchen, the play <laughs> kitchen. And then our fabulous photographer and videographer, Trevor, donated his time to take new family photos, which they've never had family photos before. And he took them to a park and um, took some family photos of them. And then we're going to blow them up and hang them in their home. A big photo over the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then I'm going to hang some in the hallway for a little gallery wall. How do you feel after this project? I feel good. I feel like we need to do this every year. Yeah, this is going to be an annual some thing Some form for us. of service for our company every year. And um, yeah, I just feel like it was a really good bonding opportunity for us and for our team. And, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, you just have to prioritize it because there's never going to be a convenient time to serve. So it just has to be planned. And it's so meaningful. And in the scheme of things, this was, you know, there was a lot of time that went into the planning of it. But the labor part... Two days. Grueling two days. A grueling, <laughs> a very long, exhausting two days. You know, it's funny because on Sunday we were like, I'm so tired. Like my fingers are tired and my <laughs> legs are tired and my, you know, everything's tired. But then both of us were like, but look, we are in our house with yeah. clean sheets and central air conditioning and... Um, our children are healthy and we have so much to be grateful for. And I think we both felt like this is sort of a responsibility of ours to share our time and our talents and our resources to give back in, in ways that we can. Yeah. When you realize that something that's pretty easy for you, relatively easy for you, but would be so hard for someone else to accomplish, you almost feel an obligation to do that whenever you can. Absolutely. I mean, this was totally outside of the scope of possibility for them. They never would yeah. have been able to do this for themselves. Yeah, we, through cash and in-kind donations and certainly labor and the work done, I my guess is that this would have cost $10,000 Yeah, to do everything Easily. that we did, or maybe more. And obviously, it was a lot less expensive because we were a lot of people were donating their time and their services and a lot of in-kind donations of products, and we found deals and discounts. But um, you know, to do what we were able to do would have been just impossible for this family. So yeah, what a blessing to be able to do that. I do feel it's important to just point out a few of our really big sponsors very quickly for this project. Um, of course, Walker Edison, we talked about them and their impact. They donated a lot of furnishings. 
Um, Meryl Hodge donated the money for the bed. Denise uh, Sanchez from Homeworks in San Antonio donated the money needed for the washer and dryer. And then we had Benjamin Moore of Salt Lake City donate all the paint Mm. that we needed for the project. Home Depot and RC Willie both offered us a discount on services. And yeah, on on products. Sorry. And then Kathy Cardenas and um, Angie Ingeman gave large cash um, donations. And then... um, Hundreds and thousands, really thousands and thousands of dollars came in from all of you as far as... From $5 donations up to $200 $200. donations. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And then uh, we had a few more donations of rugs and lamps and yeah, I literally a few accessories. had a trailer on the back of my truck and I drove around our neighborhood from house to house. Obviously people <laughs> had already told me to come pick things up. I wasn't like knocking on doors, but <laughs> but I stopped at several houses just in our neighborhood and people donating really nice items and brand some of them brand new with with tags still on them like throw pillows and right. stuff like that. So, so generous and it was nice to see because you drop stuff like that off at thrift stores and you don't really know what happens to it. But it was nice to see how it improved the space. And we were able to show people the pictures of how mm-hmm. it looked when it was all together. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. Am I missing any? I feel like those are the big donations. Probably missing some. And sorry that we I'm are. I'm sorry but. <laughs> if I'm missing one. But please know. Oh, Intellibed. Yes, of course. Intellibed uh, for the mattresses. That was the other big one. We are so grateful for all of your support of this project and not just this project, but our design firm in general. We are just, yeah, we're just so glad that you're here. So that is about everything about our refugee project. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate and review this podcast, uh, leave us a little comment, and also give us a shout out on Instagram. We're stag design, S-T-A-G-G with two G's. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.